welcome once again to another episode of BYOB, Bring Your Own Book, Booze, Boys, Bonner, whatever you want to bring today. Oh, <laughs> We're going to bring our bees. <laughs> we got our bee today. We got our bee down here. Our new bestie, Bee Bonner. Bestie Bee. Having way fun with letters. Oh, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> I am author Nola Nash, and she is author Laura Kemp. And we've got with us author Bonner Spring, and we have really enjoyed getting to talk to Bonner before we have um, started the show. And it's always fun to do that because we learn a lot about people. We read bios and we know things, and then we get to like find things in common when we actually sit down and talk. And so we've been talking book festivals and things like that and author festivals and all those good things that we want to um, explore as those possibilities and as they come up. So hopefully, just like Laura and I got to meet at Killer Nashville, maybe we can get to meet Bonner in person at one of these things. So Bonner, I'm going to let you do your own intro. I figure, you know, I could read your bio, but everybody can read your bio. Just tell us what you, what you want everybody to know about you. Let's see. What do I want people to know about me? Uh, my name is Bonner. Um, it was my mother's maiden name. It's a Scottish name. I don't know anyone else named Bonner. Just saying know. that. Because I know the whole Nola thing. Um, I'm the author of International Thrillers. I have two thrillers um, published. Um, and because I'm not speaking from my home, I can only show you my debut novel, which won all kinds of awards, which was really That's awesome. <laughs> for, the light, for the Light is set in Guatemala. And um, it came out shortly, in well, in January 2020, shortly before the world closed down. Um, there's a whole different, that's a whole different story right there. Um, and I uh, disappeared, which came out in May. I cannot show you a picture of, but it just came out in May. And it's a really fun novel set. So that's wow. basically what I write. Now, you I'm gonna have had a picture, though, on my Have you phone. got it? Beautiful. It has a oh, beautiful yeah. cover. Laura's pulling oh. up so we can see because it, it is a beautiful cover. It is it is really, really oh, great. I love this. So the colors on it are just gorgeous. Yeah. All right. So Laura's okay. So much pressure. Do you find it? There it is. It's great. Never get this thing right. There you go. No, yes. It is gorgeous. The blues and the sand. I mean, it's just such a beautiful color. And Thank it you. is just very thought provoking. Look at that. I mean, you just really want to know what it's about. I mean, they talk do. about don't judge a book by a cover, but this one will definitely draw you in. Yeah. So, so the story goes like this. My publisher showed me five samples of what they wanted to do for the cover. And they were all really, really bad. Oh, well, they were dark and they yeah. didn't like do anything. You know, it was veiled women and whatever. And they just weren't, they weren't right at all. So what I did was I sent the um, person who was in charge of it um, some photographs that I'd taken in Morocco. And that's one of them. Oh, wow. So cool. they had, yeah. So they had their, um, the, the artist that's on staff, it, you know, it's, it, he, he painted it up basically. They judge it. Yeah. <laughs> they do a little judge. It was some sort of computer program that he did on it. But um, that's actually a picture of my good friend Jan standing on a sand dune. <laughs> Jan is immortalized. Wow. <laughs> you have an eye for photo photo photography. Well, Morocco is a very very photogenic place. Photogenic. 
And so it made my job a lot easier, actually. But yeah, it's it's a um, yeah, I took I took I took a lot of pictures. Jen and I went um, to Morocco, um, I think, six times over. Uh, we used to take our Jen's my my closest friend and we always used to go on a vacation between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And there's a long story behind that that I don't have to tell people. But basically, we went to buy Christmas presents. <laughs> Ah, we didn't have to go to the mall or anything like that. So we would go, go. We went different places, but I think we went to Morocco six different times in um, in, the, in the autumn. So yeah, it was great. And that is the place that I think everybody who has gone to like Epcot goes, ooh, Morocco, because, you know, they have the Morocco at Epcot and Disney. And you go, wow, this is like such an exotic, colorful, beautiful, vibrant place. But it's not somewhere that people are most likely going to say, oh, my top of my vacation list is Morocco. But you, you come away with such a vibrancy from just seeing glimpse of it, seeing photos of it, the descriptions of it. What drew you initially to Morocco? Um, the first time I went to Morocco, the first time Janet and I went to Morocco, we were actually on vacation in Spain and it was cold and rainy and we were in southern Spain and we saw a sign for the ferry to Morocco and we just <laughs> what the heck? And we went to, we, the ferry goes from, from southern Spain to Tangier. And so we went and um, I think we spent just three days or something just to get, you know, sunshine. Um, and I was really impressed. It was beautiful. Tangier is a very international city. Um, okay. One step back, we say it's really not Morocco, Morocco, but it was, of course, it was fun. It was wonderful. And so for our vacation the next year, uh, we flew into Casablanca. And oh. So we did that, and we we spent our whole we spent our whole year there. But um, we're talking. You want to hold you want to hold the book up again? If we're talking about disappeared, which just came out. Yes. Okay. So, no. So um, so um, we were talking. Um, we were talking um, um, conferences and and, mm -hmm. and and stuff, and um, uh, I um. So yes, we, I was on a I was on a panel. <laughs> first drafts, okay, about your con. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're on, on an author panel, you sort of get together ahead of time and it's like, like, oh, uh, okay, everybody was going, oh, first drafts, oh my God, you know, <laughs> are we going to talk about yeah, this is awful. Well, of course, the nice thing is everybody hates first drafts and everybody came, no, 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 the whole deal. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions that, that came around is sort of what makes like a story worthy idea, you know, like what makes a story that you want to spend a year of your life and reader pages and 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 get a reader involved and um, so one of the things I thought about was the emotional sort of the emotional resonance of something like that. It has to be something that you care about and you think that someone you know who's who's like reading the, the book we care about. And so um, so here's this so here's the story. We um, we landed in Casablanca and Jan's suitcase didn't show up on the baggage carousel. Oh, and I stayed by the baggage carousel with our other stuff by the pillar next to the baggage carousel while she went off to um, try to figure out what the heck we were going to do now because nobody knew anything. I speak French, but I don't speak Arabic. And you could get by with French in Tangier, but I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then, excuse me, she like sort of disappeared for about 45 minutes. Oh, oh my. That's and scary. That's and, scary. No, wait, and I can't leave where she's going to find me, right? Even mm -hmm. if I can carry, you know, all the other stuff, I have to stay there. Of course, she came back and we found out that the suitcase was going to be on the next plane and she'd already figured it out. I was okay. That was fine. But the whole time we were there, 
the whole time we were there, it's like, oh my God, right? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Never come back. And the story has no, no, the story has nothing to do with this. It doesn't start in an airport. It's not about uh -huh. that, that whole, what, what, wow. How would that, how would that, how would that I thing? Anyhow, the, the rest of the story is totally different, but that's. Just that's, that feeling too. I mean, just that, that, that turning of your gut for those 45 minutes had to have been just. Right. Oh and that's, gosh. and so to, to cycle back, that see like emotional crunch or, you know, story worthy idea that mm -hmm. I figured the impact of that really didn't impact me. Mm -hmm. I always yeah, love absolutely. to hear the stories of how people get the ideas for their yeah. book, where the seed starts, because it's usually never where the story ends up, but it's just so True. interesting yeah. how those oh, yeah. moments come. Right. It was that reason. Yes. I expect you guys have some experience with that as well. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We absolutely funny do. To tell, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> that is fun to tell. And, and I think readers like to hear those things do. too, because, you know, like my mom always said, you know, she's a, she's a terrible writer, but she's a great editor. You know, she said, I, I can't get the idea. You know, I, I love to kind of nitpick your stories and find the plot holes. Like she's, she's my greatest champion and my right. worst editor ever. I mean, she's the toughest editor, but you know, she always says, you know, I can't do what you do. And mm -hmm. I think when you have readers who love books so much, and she's, she's a voracious reader, she loves books. So for her, the fascination is getting that story together, pulling all of those pieces that, that are there. Yeah. She just, yeah. you know, for her, it's like, it's like it magically put itself together. I mean, she knows that there's a lot of work she's seen when I do, but for a lot of readers who are passionate about the books, it's the the germination of the story that's actually the the interesting part, the difficult part for them that that's kind of out of their realm, which right. is what makes it interesting to hear the authors tell their stories about where that actually came from. I know. I mean, and anybody, any any pick anybody, they could be driving down the street and do a what if. You could do mm -hmm. twenty what ifs. Oh my God, what if? You know, blah blah blah. But by the time you get where you're going, they're like gone. It's mm -hmm. that's. It's those special, you know, like those, those special ideas that just really knock your socks off. Well, and it seems sometimes like when you're searching for an idea for a story, they never come. <laughs> but it's when you're doing something very random yeah. in the shower or, you know, uh, in the grocery store, like, oh, that'd be great. And then you, I always wish I had my a little pen and some paper to write it down. But they I always can't tell you. My phone, the notes app on my phone is where I start jotting those things I'm so down. I get my little pen and paper out. I should use my phone. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've always got my phone. And then I go I go back and I flush it out somewhere else. But uh -huh. if I don't jot those like just whatever that phrase was or whatever that you know that initial thought was, if I can put it in my notes and I can generally go back to it. But the driving around and that kind of blinding flash was where Traveler came from. It was a what if, you know, as I'm, I'm driving around Cool Springs and everything's real modern. I'm, I, it, you know, as much as I love where I live, I've always kind of felt like I, I relate more to the historical old part of town more than the more developed, you know, retail side of town. And I was thinking, you know, God, I just kind of feel like sometimes I was just born in the wrong time. And then it was the, well, what if I was? How would I know? How do I get where I was supposed to be? <laughs> and it was, so it's this, this random com, you know, conversation with myself as I'm driving around in the car that became my what if and it became traveler. And so that's it does happen. It really does. Sometimes, yes. though, it, it has to be the one that sticks. And you know, if it sticks, yeah. you, know, yeah. one. you know, yeah. the ones that stick, that's for sure. Right. Um, have any have either of you had the experience of um, waking up in the morning 
And it's not a drink. Well, okay, back step. I used to teach. And so I had I used to get up early, early in the morning and just jump, jump, jump and out the door. So it is my very great pleasure now that I'm semi-retired. Um, <laughs> and Laura and I as teachers are jealous of that. So but there is but there is now in my life this not very long period, but this period of time where I'm not asleep and there's no alarm jarring me. And a lot of like I'm working on a mystery right now. And there was one scene that was just like not not quite right. And um, this happened last week. And I woke up and I sort of was, I'd been thinking about it, you know, the night before. And I just had this thought about how I could end the scene that would be so much better. I haven't done it. Too early in the morning? Yeah, early, early in the yeah. morning. I yeah. find that too. The early morning is my best time for working okay. and just, you know, like meditating and centering myself when I don't have to rush off to the class. Yeah. And I think it's that teacher mentality, you know, I mean, that's our, we have to be more alert than our students are at 735 in the morning, you know, when the bell rings, the first bell rings, we've got to be with it, you know, <laughs> they're dragging in, you know, but you got to be, you got to be awake and alert. And I mean, what did you teach, Bonner? What did you teach? I, I taught um, ESL, English to Speakers oh. of Other Languages. Um, I was in the Peace Corps out of college. So I joined the I Peace Corps. I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. We did want to ask you about the Peace Corps. Yeah. We were talking about that. We we're like, what do we, what all kinds of things do we want to talk to her about? So we got to ask about the Peace Corps, okay. right? And Laura was like, Peace Corps. And I was like, yeah, it was, that. You know, there, there used to be commercials about it. This, and this goes back probably 20 years ago now. I'm not sure. The hardest job you'll ever love. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. ever seeing that. I do. I do. It, was, it, was, it was hard and it was the hardest job. I loved it. It made so much difference. And, you know, I went back to school and got a master's after I, I came home from the Peace Corps. But like I say to a lot of people, I think I got the, the two different colleges that I taught at. I think I got the job there based on my Peace Corps training and not my master's. Wow. I did a very um, sort of ahead of, ahead of their time look. Um, I was in West Africa. So I was in Senegal. And um, you had to you had to learn French and the, the local um, the local tribal language, and um, and they had a really um, a really very forward looking way of, of of teaching that and teaching teaching skills to people like me who was just out of a liberal arts program and didn't know what that guy was doing, but it was it was, it was absolutely wonderful. Um, but when I came back, um, then I started to you know, then I started teaching in the states. How long were you in Senegal? Two years. Two years. That's a normal piece. That's a normal piece for me. I will date myself by saying that um, this was during the Vietnam War, and there were a lot of guys you could you could re up um, for oh. a third and a fourth year, and all of them I stayed for four years. I bet they did. I, no, no, I wouldn't blame them. I would not blame them. Back to school and stuff like that. Yeah, but that was good. Yeah. It was it was it was a really good experience, um, and. I guess I, you know, once a teacher, always a teacher. I am. Um, I separated from college, and I'm actually working at um, Southern New Hampshire University now, um, doing some creative writing courses, um, um, just just workshop kind of stuff. Which oh, me having I well, I mean, like like meeting writers. Like when we talked about conferences a while ago. I mean, mm -hmm. the best part is just seeing people live that you haven't actually yes. met before or whatever. And when I. Um, Classes are back, um, uh, live classes, classes are back live now in New Hampshire. So, um, you know, I've got, I guess it's weird to say live students. I've got, 
They've always been alive. Just uh, <laughs> I always say that, you know, it's nice to meet people in 3D. Yes. <laughs> so you're, you have 3D students IRL. now. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. I'll remember that the next time somebody asks. <laughs> I, I tell people all the time. I talked about Laura. I was like, we got to meet in 3D. <laughs> we went up a D. <laughs> So you think you that experiences in the Peace Corps and in teaching have influenced your writing? Um, I mean, I, I think about, wow, what a cool novel that would be about the Peace Corps. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's actually almost a cliche that everybody who did Peace Corps has their Peace Corps novel. Oh, <laughs> it's, really, no, it's, it's true. I, I haven't done I haven't done one yet, but I can easily imagine that there would be one that would come out of that experience. You know, for most of us, it was um, was our first time. It wasn't my first time out of the country. It was my first time away from home. It was my first real job. You know, I'd worked, you know, I, I had part-time jobs. I didn't work study in college and stuff, but I was a teacher. I mean, and mm -hmm. those classes had 50 kids in them. I mean, I was 21 years old and just like, on on my own. You had um, a class of 50 students? Yes. Yes. So, we, so the ESL teachers um, were part, you know, we, we were in, in schools and I was in a small school that had um, four grades in it. It was called a, a Seoche. They're called the, it's not the Lycee, which has seven. Okay. I was in a small town that just had the four years. If the kids wanted to go on to get their certificate, they had to go into the bigger town to take their last mm -hmm. four years. But, um, but, it was, it, it was, it was crazy. There were, yeah, like 50, yeah, like 50 kids. Wow. Okay. What so, age group? Um, high school. It's high school age. High school. Yeah. Um, actually, it probably started, I'm not, I'm not remembering. I think it started kind of like what eighth grade would be in the States. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, young. And you finished the Lycee at 20, something like that. So yeah. Thir yeah. Oh, so like, yeah. So like 13 to 20 year olds. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that is a range it in that in one room. I didn't have the older. I never taught in, in the in the leasing, so I never had the okay. older. They were te they were te they were teenagers, and um, it was you know it was it was a tough job, but it was it was it was way lots of fun. And then you know there were other Peace Corps like uh, that's a general word for other humans who were part of the Peace Corps. There were other Peace Corps people um, fairly nearby, and there were things to do on the weekends and stuff like that. Oh, wow. What an experience to have. Yeah. I tried to get my kids to do it. My kids are old enough. They're they're grown ups now. And I tried to get every single one of them to do it. Nope. Hear Dudley over. Oh, is that Dudley growling? Dudley was growling. Oh, there, there's somebody doing some yard work. So just like you've got bulldozers over at your house, Bonner, I've got the, the long you know, thing. I, 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 I heard it. it. Uh, I was on a Zoom the other day and someone's dog started barking and we just stopped barking. Yeah, I mean, Dudley's over here on the bed and I usually have him crated when we do this, but I was like, he's just chilling. He's asleep. So of course the lawn crew has got to show up for him to bark at, which hey, it's really blowing light, leaves, right? which is dumb because we're under a wind warning and like there's thunderstorms coming in and stuff, but they keep blowing the leaves off the road. Like, don't you so think two seconds from now the gust is going? <laughs> oh, so you blow the leaves one direction, well, and then you blow them the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> you blow them a third direction. I can't figure out why they're done. And I was watching them this morning and they're just blowing all the leaves, blowing all the leaves, blowing all the leaves. And the, the trees are doing like this and you know, all the leaves are flying out of it. Yeah. And then 
they had them all piled up on one side of the road. And then when I was coming back from where I was at work this morning, I come back <laughs> and the road is completely clear. And as I go to drive, it was like a scene from a movie. You know, those leaves kind of go whoosh and they just wash all over the road. And I went, that was about, I don't know, 12.50 of somebody's pay <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> just blew right across the road. <laughs> Blowing back. I want that job. Just blowing leaves back and forth. <laughs> like, I just watched them. I was drinking my coffee on the balcony and going, this is real dumb, guys, but I'm not just a professor. <laughs> better than tv isn't it watch yep. movies, really funny and so now it's dark you can tell the storms are coming in and i'm hearing them out there blowing the leaves again like why, why? <laughs> that's why they had to put them back and they can clear the road again <laughs> so the storms are coming sure. later if i turn my direction i don't know what the leaves are like in um in in nashville uh, i'm sorry in franklin um <laughs> <laughs> but, but i bet they're gorgeous where you are though Oh, oh, oh everybody. Everybody. I'm in, um, yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to stay sitting there. The oh, I saw it. I'm in Michigan, and we have the most beautiful fall I think we've ever had. In a, is your fall in New Hampshire so Yeah, it's, been, it's absolutely been gorgeous. Oh, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Me and too. It's been really it's colorful, kind of, too. Right now. I mean, it's, you know, everything's going from gold to sort of brown. Um, but, we always hate that when that happens. But. Well, ours tends to get blown off like today, you know, I mean, right now it's, it's starting to pour down rain, but it, they'll, they'll be like beautiful for a while. And before they really have a chance to kind of go brown, we'll get some sort of front come through some system, you know, we're just you know far enough South that we'll get the storms in the you know, mm -hmm. late fall and it'll blow all the leaves off the trees. And so you'll go from glorious, lovely oranges and reds and yellows. And then it's like, oh, naked sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and one day. That's it. <laughs> oh, and then lovely. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> it's the way we roll. <laughs> well, Bonner, we have really thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. And I do hope that you will come back and be a guest on the show at another yeah. time of this as well. I feel like we have so much that we could keep talking about. But I, I, could, I feel like I could talk to you guys like, you know, until the cows came home or whatever. The oh, year. we could. Oh, yeah. You're wonderful. And it would be, if, if the 3D thing ever happens, I would yes. be so glad. Yeah, we'll keep in touch. So if we, but please, 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 please do. Yeah, absolutely. We will. Now, Bonner, tell everybody where they can find you online and where they can find your books as well. So my books are available pretty much by on uh, on order for any bookstore. Um, they're available on Amazon. My first book is available as a hardcover, as a paperback, nice. as an ebook, and as an audio book. Excellent. So you can get it. You know, pretty order it pretty much anywhere you, you want to find it. It's uh, widely available. Thank you very much for helping me out. Disappeared. Disappeared. Came out. In it's a pretty great and so it's um it's only available in hardcover and it's an ebook right now but apparently the ebook sales are doing exceedingly well and i'm Excellent. so happy about that really happy about that. um my name is spelled oh actually you can see my name spelled out down there but i'll just tell people my name is spelled bonner with an ar at the end bonner spring and you can find me on facebook facebook with my book page, my personal page. If you go to my personal page, you get a lot of grandchildren pictures. But if you want just book stuff, that's like that too. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter similarly and Instagram as well, just under my name, Bonner Spring. Um, I have a website that's bonnerspring.com. And I think that's everything. 
Appreciate She's it. not Bonner Spring, Kansas. I did. Oh, no. <laughs> when I was Googling you, Bonner Spring, Kansas came up. I'm like, oh, that is crazy. <laughs> 30 seconds for another story. The head librarian at the Bonner Springs Library called me uh, a year. It was a year ago. It was during COVID. I don't remember exactly. And said, um, so is that like your real name or is it some kind of pen name? Because and it's like, no, it's my real name. It's actually my real name. Um, but and, and I and I sent him a picture um, outside of Bonner Springs, Kansas. There's this welcome to Bonner Springs. And if I stand in front of the sign and put a, a hand over the S and a hand over the E because it's spelled with an E R, so it's welcome to Bonner Springs. <laughs> I'll use that for book picture or something like that. But anyhow, anyhow, the next time I do a road trip, which I'm not doing, um, I'm not doing for just a period. It's just the logistical hassle. Oh, just, but standing, I have a standing invite to t speak at the Bonner Springs Library. Excellent. That is so cool. I, um, just, out of the blue, you know that you meet the nicest people, and um, oh, you do. Just want to thank you so much um, for inviting me to come on. Thank you. Oh, thank you well, for inviting. We are on. super oh, glad to have you. That's yeah. been so much fun talking to you, and we are going to wrap up. We know exactly where to find Bonner now, and we're going to definitely have her back. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been a copywritten podcast of Authors on the Air global radio network and we will see you next time on BYOB.